How's everybody doing out there? What up? We don't want y'all to participate. We got Eric Kelly in here tonight. How's everybody doing out there, y'all? All right, all right. We're not gonna sit here, but you know, training is talk to people. It's a thing of communication. So we're gonna need y'all to be a part of this. Is a show, and we're gonna talk about the life and the journey of Eric Kelly. So one more time, let's make a round of applause for Eric Kelly. Y'all. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate the love and support. Thank you guys for coming out. It's, um, wow. The journey's been crazy. The journey's been crazy. Um, I was born, I was born in Florida. I'm not from here. A lot of people don't know this. Um, I'm not from New York. I was born in Florida, um, little town called Titusville, Florida. And I was, I'm, I'm the youngest, but I had two older sisters from my mom. And for my dad, I had a plethora of brothers and sisters. But yeah, I'm the youngest kid, and um, I was down in Florida. My mom and my dad never really, they were together for a few years, but they never really worked together like that, you know what I mean? And um, so my dad and my mom, that didn't work out. I stayed down in Florida with my mom, and I was getting in crazy trouble. And I'm talking about a little kid, eight. Eight, nine, seven years old, not even nine, seven, eight years old, coming in the house at nine o'clock at night, um, running around in the streets, just playing with my little cousins and everybody in Florida. And um, my mom at the time lived with her boyfriend. And her boyfriend had two, had three, three other sons, and they were all much older than me. Um, I'm the youngest of all the siblings, of all the siblings, I'm the youngest. Um, so my mom called my dad one day and um, said, this boy is crazy. Like, this boy is going to be crazy. What, what years was this, though? Like, what time frame was I'm, this? Right now, I'm giving it to you 88, 80, 80, 87, 87, 88. Because my mom would be at work. Right. And while my mom is at work, I would go to, after school, I would go to grandma's house. Grandma's old and... Grandma came around and actually, rest in peace, Grandma. She just passed away um, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Why you don't laugh? Grandma just passed away a couple weeks ago. I hear good Grandma was old, but she wasn't. She wasn't going to be outside chasing me around and not like that. A lot of grandmas ain't chasing nobody. Nah, all the right is unsettling and everything. That's the last thing they're going to do. But um, long story short, my dad, um, my dad, my dad came to get me. My mom called my dad. And my mom said, you gotta get this boy. You gotta get him. So my dad came from um, New York, came to Florida, and brought me back to New York. Now, fast forward to 88, 89, I'm here in New York, and I don't know if you guys know, but the crack epidemic boomed hard in the late 80s in New York. Like, I would go outside, and I would see like yellow and green and purple and blue, crack valves all over the floor, and I'm a little kid from a rural town in Florida. I don't know what the fuck this is. You know what I mean? So I start playing with them. I think they toys. So I'm picking them up, playing with them. Dude, like Lego. Yeah, they like Legos or something. You know what I'm saying? Where's the other piece? <laughs> you feel me? So I started um, doing all this crazy stuff. And being out, because the um, community, I grew up directly across the street from the park. From the park. Right across the street from my house is a park. So I would go in the park, play around. One day I was in the park and I was on the um, monkey bars. And I'm climbing on the monkey bars and gunshots just rang out. Pow, pow, pow. 
Um, I'm from Florida, so I don't really know what What's it is. But I know it's danger. I wasn't going to get hit. I see everybody running and ducking. So I just jumped down off the monkey bars and laid low. And when my um, dad came home from work that day, my stepmom told him what had happened. said, um, it was a shooting outside today, and I had to have Eric to come in the house. And um, that's when my dad said, wow, I got to get him off these streets. So, so, okay, I think this is a transition in your life. So when did it click with the boxing world? Did, did that, like, when did that happen for you? The gunshots. The gunshots. I went from, I went from gunshots to punching the shots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes I wish I would have got hit by one of the gunshots. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, but yeah, um, so I, I, my, my, my dad said, I got to get these kids off these streets. He's going to get killed. How was he going to call my mom and tell her Florida. in Florida our son got killed? She didn't send me up here with him to get me murdered. She sent me up here with him to help me. To get you away from You know what I mean? Totally. Yes, to get me away from that. So walk us through like the starting stages. So there's the transition from coming to New York. When did, like, how did the boxing, like that whole process start for you? Wow, that process, that process started good. Um, everyone said, wow, you're a natural. You got the best jab in the gym. You got the best jab in the gym. I'm like, well, if I got the best jab in the gym, how come I lost my first two fights? You know what I mean? And I was like 10, 11, 11 years old, 10 years old at the time, and I had two fights, and I lost both of them. One fight, I told, I'll, ne I'll never forget it. It was my first fight, and I was so nervous in the corner. I had did good the first round. I was so nervous in the corner, though. When my um, Actually, my trainer was nervous. Okay. In the corner, he put the water down, the water went down the wrong pipe. Now, I could barely breathe. I'm about to die. I have a heart attack in the ring. So the referee like, nah, this kid ain't letting no shit to fight. Nah. So he, um, so, so, so he waved it off, and I lost that one. And then the second one? Um, that's what you did. Yeah, Eric yeah. Kelly was born. Eric Kelly was born, but I still didn't get the decision. <laughs> Eric, I wish I would have gotten the decision. Eric Kelly was born, but I still didn't get the decision. Um, I, 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 I stayed going to the gym, though. I stayed, I, I stayed 10 toes down, stayed going to the gym. My dad um, made sure that, you know, I wanted to do it. You know, after two losses, you little kid, my dad like, you know, your, 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 your confidence starts to you know, get discouraged today. So my dad's like, um, you sure you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. Um, but I ended up taking a hiatus from boxing. At what age was this now? Wow. 12. 12. 12. I ended up taking a hiatus from boxing for about three, four years. But I would always be in the gym training. Mm. I would always be in the gym training. I was always be in the gym training. And then I, um, I came back in like 96, 97, 97. And I fought in the um, Junior Olympics. Now I'm 16 years old. And I fought, and then I won. And then I went to the regionals, and then I won. And then I went to the nationals, and then I won that too. And now, I'm ranked number one in the USA. I'm ranked number one at 16 years old, and juniors are ranked number one in the USA. So, it's like, wow, that's when I realized that, okay, I can do this. I can do this. Like, all the fighters in the country, I get to be number one. You know what I mean? This I is for me this. Yeah, this is for me now. And what, what was so cool about it was that um, <clears throat> we got to travel the world. 
Of course. We got the shock of the world fighting in different countries and stuff like that. Even if you even if you lose when you when you fight an international, even if even if you lose, it's not like it's imminent. It hurts you. It hurts you. You gain the world experience. You gain that world experience, and you're seeing people from different styles. Because people from different parts of the world have different styles of fighting. You know what I mean? And um, throughout all, but throughout all this success and failure, I will always, you know, I, I miss my mom. I miss being in Florida. I miss my sisters. Miss my grandma. You know what I mean? I miss my family. And um. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was up here with my dad and, and my family up here, but I wasn't as close with my family up here as I, as I am. To this day, I'm still not as close with my family and with my dad and as I am down south. You know what I mean? My well, family. Question, well, like, what role was your father playing? Was he like your trainer? Was he like your coach? My father, my father, my father was guidance. My father was my father. Okay. He, he was my father. And I always say that um, I'm what, I'm what you can be when, especially black kid growing up in the ghetto, when he has a father in his life. Because a lot of kids from my neighborhood, from my era, you know what I'm saying, they don't have that father figure there. You know what I mean? And so now I'm a father. Now I gotta be that. You know what I mean? And I gotta be that to four children. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, don't get two of them live by the state, but I still gotta. Still got I got to travel, I got to call, I got I, I, I to gotta let them know, hi, I'm daddy, I'm here. You know what I mean? And I hate to be selfish, but they have a stepfather. As long as he's good to him, he can keep his pulse. <laughs> that's you know that's not going to be a decision. But, <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but the thing is this, but the thing is this, though, um, when 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 your kids have a stepfather, when your kids have a stepfather, that if you're a real man, that's gonna make you step up your game as a father. Totally, that's to. gonna make you step up your game. It has to. Yeah, it has to. If it doesn't bother you, you're they not must know. Father. They must know the difference. And I don't want my kids to be one to say, "Oh, you was never there, or you never did." Trust me, I'm gonna do. Uh-huh. I'm gonna do it. As long as I got air in my air in my body, I'm gonna do it. We gonna win. And that's one of the things like I noticed with um, like athletes has a different train of thought and it's just a different life process. Yes. Than just the regular, you know, nine to five worker. And like so, talk about how some of those athletes' experiences helped you do in like the process of life. Um, it was it was crazy when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I would um be bad outside in the park. Come home, my daddy give me a beating. I would be bad in school or get bad grades on poor car. Come home, my dad give me a beating. I would go to the gym, spar. Somebody beat me up. So every corner I turned, there was an ass whooping waiting for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is real. It's true. Every 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 turn I corner. Look, who gonna put their foot up my ass today? You know what I mean? But 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 it made me. You know what I'm saying? It made me. Um, it made me. It 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 made me tough. It made me tough. It made me um, it made me want to be something in life. You know, I'm 37 years old, and I never drank. I never touched drugs. I never touched alcohol. 
I don't go to jail. Like those aren't the things that I do. You know what I mean? And I credit that, but and I credit that to being an athlete. Athlete, I credit that to being an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Because you can drink, party, and do other stuff if you want to be a fighter. Not if you want to be a champion. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everybody is going to go out and have some fun and do their thing, but it's all in moderation. You know, even to this day, I go out and have fun do my thing, but I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm not doing none of those things that's going to leave me hungover and I can't get out of bed the next morning and go to work. No, I might come home at 5 o'clock, but if I got to be to the gym at 9, I'm in there. And then I'm going to do it again that night. So it definitely your path of athlete helped you stay out of way. Yeah, 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 arms yeah, 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 big time, big time, big time. It helped me stay out of arms way. It's a, um, it disciplined me. It disciplined me. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was times growing up, especially in my early teens, 13, 14, and I want to go outside and have fun with the other kids in the neighborhood, or I want to go to this party and I want want to do that. But my dad said, I asked you what you want to do. You said you wanted to box. Do you really want to do this? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it. But yo, rest in peace, Craig Mack. Fleeting Gears yeah. just came out. <laughs> Fleeting Gears yeah. just came out. <laughs> and the clubs is popping. <laughs> I want to go dance and play in your ear, you know. I want to hang out on the street with my friends and everybody. But yeah, um, I stayed 10 toes down, stayed in the gym. And, and focus and like the shit like the shit that I even fast forward to the day I still have that athlete frame of mind totally totally I, I, I know that's how I'm able to do everything I do today I, I haven't changed one bit mentally I knew I was going to be doing this shit one day I knew this shit was going to having the gym um, training being on television training celebrities I mean, that's all fun, but that shit is light. Mm. That's all fun, and don't get me wrong, and, I'm, and it, it's a great thing, but it's light. But it is, it's light. Mm. That's nothing big. Akon, just the rapper Akon, singer rather, he just provided lights to millions of people yeah. in this country. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, changes. That's that change big. big. So that's what, I, that, that's what kind of time I'm on. Well, I think that one of the things that we talk about all the time, and uh, it's like uh, one person in life that you're definitely going to meet is a doctor. Yes, sir. When you die, that's who you're going to meet. No matter how you see it, you're going to go to the hospital. And I always tell Eric, he's an important figure because he's a person that's helping people with health before you get to see the doctor. And a lot of people don't realize that, like trainers, he's one of the most important people that tries to help people out of just a genuine way of life by training them and being there through exercise and then through health tips and everything like that. So talk about some of the things that you like, some of the obstacles you went through like through life because you stayed away from a lot of things because you was an athlete, but it still had to be a lot of challenges on your journey. Um, yeah, there was a lot of challenges on my journey. Wow. Um, I fell victim to a lot of them because I'm not perfect. And, um, you know, I mean, like I said, no, no drugs, no alcohol, no shit like that. But, you know, violence, fighting, you know, girls. And I grew up in, I grew up, I, I, you know, I grew up in the hellhole, Bed-Stuy section of Brooklyn. You know, best I do a dot. You know how that is. <laughs> and, then, and then, and then, so 
That's when the blood gang came out. Mm. Remember the blood gang? That's when yeah. the blood gang came out. And so now everyone's a blood. Yeah, that's true. Everyone has a red flag. Everyone is a gangster. And I'm the kid that's the boxer. I'm always the outcast. I'm always the outcast. Because I started this so, so young. I'm always the outcast. Like I said, I wanted to go outside and play with my friends and have fun. I couldn't do that. And now everybody repping this set, repping this blood gang or whatever. And I'm the boxer. So my dad... So my dad made sure that I stayed ten toes down in the gym and winning these championships and fighting and staying out of the streets and you know and, and doing those crazy things. But yeah, I mean I'm not perfect. I got into a lot of fights and you know I ran with a couple you know people I shouldn't have been running with in my life and you know I mean I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying I got I, I got some I got some wounds and scars and stuff. A lot a lot of scars. Wow, see my face. A lot of shit in my eyes, you know. Right now, you, this is all ass whooping. I wasn't born like this. I used to be. <laughs> this is all ass whooping. Right now, you're out of an ass whooping. You know what I'm saying? I used to look fairly decent. Um, I, I think, I mean, do be the judge. You still good. Yeah, I'm fine. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, but, but, and, but, but, but this didn't even come from boxing. So that was one of the things that I was about to ask you because a lot of people... They, a lot of people don't know your whole story. They know parts yeah. of your career. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when when your the career ending thing happened? This happened in two thousand and three. I was in Detroit. I used to. I, I had in nineteen ninety nine. I got a. I graduated high school and I got a scholarship to a. Um, it was the only school of this kind. It was called um, the United States Olympic Education Center. And it's up in Marquette, Michigan, and it's on the campus of Northern Michigan University. So the United States Olympic Education Center produced tons of great athletes like myself, Jermaine Taylor, um, David Reed, Shawnee Davis, Apollo Anton Ono, Saku Powell. Several top athletes came out of that um, school, you know what I mean? And I'm up there, and I was really good in school, you know, and you know, I did my thing in the ring also. But I, I got this chip on my shoulder. I got this chip on my shoulder because when I was home in Brooklyn, I couldn't hang out with my friends and do what I want. But now, you daddy in Brooklyn, ain't nobody watching. Oh man, all hell broke loose, man. <laughs> <laughs> all hell broke loose. So we'd go and um, go to different parties and get into fights and stuff like that. And you know, just sleeping with girls and just doing crazy different normal things. Life. Things, normal life. But that wasn't the goal. I was sent there to be a champion. Mm. I was sent there to be a champion. And I sacrificed being a champion to be a normal person. And I'm paying for it now. So, so right now, I'm trying to fight back and get back into my groove of things because, like I told you earlier, I still got that mind frame of a fighter, of an athlete. I still got that mind frame. So when I say opening the gym or, or, or doing whatever TV, whatever things I'm doing, training this celeb, that celeb, that shit is light. So let me ask you this. Once, you, once the incident happened and you knew the fighting career was over. You're like, okay. What was your thought process of like, okay, 
I still have this mentality of athlete. I still know I'm good, but I can't execute it no more. I'm gonna tell you now, because then a business form came from now, you were having a gym. I went crazy. I went crazy. 2003, four, five, six. I went AWOL. Three, four, five, six. Those years, I went crazy. Got into a whole lot of trouble. Um, and this was from the aggression of yeah, not yeah, being this, able this to This is from the aggression of not being able to fight and, 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 and letting my family down, letting my dad down, letting my mom down. Let yourself down. Let myself down. You know what I mean? So I, I, mean, I felt like a failure. I felt like a failure, you know? And I didn't get it all back until... I still ain't got it back, actually. <laughs> but I still, still far gone. But um, I didn't, I, I didn't, when I say get it back, I didn't get my mind on the right path until I had children. And when I had children in 2007, that's when I said, okay, if it's one thing I want to do, I want to be a good father. That's it. Or like I said, all the other shit is like, all the other shit is like, if I, one thing I want to do, I want to be a good father. I want to be as good to my kids as my dad was to me. If I can do that, if I can be a quarter of that, then man, I'm doing pretty good. You know what I mean? That's my aim. Oh, agreed, agreed. So now let's bring it up to the present time. Now, after the incident, you figure life out. Now you have a gym in the South Bronx, yeah. the South Box gym. Um, tell us a little bit about that venture, how it came about, and like what's going on in that stage of your life now. The stage of my life now, like I said, the stage of my life now, this is still influenced all of me being a father. Eric Ashton Alexander Christian. It's still influenced off of me being a father. You know what I mean? So, and I got my partners, you know, that I, um, that I collaborate with the gym with. And I love it. I love them. I appreciate them. I thank them. You know what I mean? But um, like I said, it, it's like I, 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 I love being, I love being the business owner. I love being the face of the gym. I love doing what I'm doing. But it's like because we're gonna do so much more. Totally. We're gonna do so much more with Southbox. We're gonna do so much more with Southbox. You ain't seen nothing yet. I know, I know you just you ain't seen nothing yet. I got like in my life, I've been up and down so many times. I done had to humble myself, and I done had to get a new game plan so many times. From a boxer to a trainer, I used to trying to fiddle with designs. I used to like to draw designs and I used to design t-shirts. I had um, a couple guys fighting on HBO with them. Um, one, one of my friends won the Olympics gold medal with his shirt and everything. So I was like, yeah, I like doing that. So I had to put on so many different hats. I had to put on so many different hats. Now being a trainer is just a different hat. But you ain't seen nothing yet. Being the gym owner is just a different hat. But you ain't seen nothing yet. Because I got, to this day, I got a lot of kids in my gym. And I don't even charge them. I just want, like I said, I just want them to come train, stay out the streets, and order pizzas and everything. And that's that, that's my aim. That's what I want to do. It's basically, you, you're taking, before I'm here, it's like you're taking a lot of lessons from being a father to the people that you're also yeah, training. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, and don't get me wrong, I talk shit to y'all, you know, I talk <laughs> shit, curse him out, I curse him out, talk shit to him, but I love him, you know what I'm saying, I love him, and they come back, and I'm going to always be there, I'm going to always teach them, I'm going to always show them something, and I'm going to always be there for them, they need my help, support, I'm not going to let nobody else fuck with them, of course not, I'm not going to let nobody else bully you, I might talk shit to you, that's about it, right? But I, I call Keith, oh, I talk shit to him all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Griffin, too. I talk shit to them all the time. I think he talks shit to everybody. Still. And you? I just talk crime <laughs> shit to you. I was told you not to come back a few times. <laughs> you know what I'm um, So another question I had is, like, if you could explain, because you're about to do another venture here with Soul House. This, yes. is just, this is just the start of what your journey also even with the Soul House and training. Can you um, tell the, everybody in the audience how important health is and why they should train? You know, because you broke it down to me before even how boxing plays a part with your mental. Yeah. How it, it trains on the mental side even before you get to a physical side. So I just want you to be able to share some of the words to the audience also. That's what your health is. If you feel good, you perform good, right? You feel good, you perform good. And it takes a ton of pressure and weight off your shoulders knowing that you got that out. Everyone hate the hardest thing in the world is to get up in the morning and go to the gym. I used to have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. At 5 o'clock in the morning, I used to have to get up and go running. And literally 10, 15 inches snow. Literally. And I would do it every morning in shorts. Because I'm wear these fucking shorts. Cause if I got these shorts on, that means I'm gonna keep running. I'm gonna too cold. Gotta stay hot. You know what I'm saying? But that's what. But that's what. That's what being in shape is. It's training your mind. It's all mental. Being in shape is not just physical. It's mental. This shit is ninety percent mental. I can sit there and teach you the techniques of the jab and the right hand and the left hook. But if your mind ain't sharp, you're not gonna pick none of it up. You gotta be in shape for yourself. You got to think for it. You got people who love you. You got people who want to see you succeed. And you got to want to see yourself succeed. I mean, if you walked up these stairs to come here, this shit is a deep walk. If you walk up these stairs to go back up and you're breathing, then you need to come see me. If you're breathing hard, come holler at me. I'm keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? True statement. That's what I'm about. I'm about to talk to um, Nick and say, yo, Nick Jones, whatever the name is. <laughs> and then I'm going to put a sign up here and I say, Nick, can we have a sign at the top of the staircase? If you're breathing hard, go to South Park. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, can you let, um, let's let the audience know what's the next stage you're doing here, like the next event. Because, you, know, you know, everybody got a chance to come out and hear you and see you and also yeah. speak to you and stay in your world. But now you're about to continue it with another event here. So, if you could explain that to them. Right now, in a couple weeks, um, Say a week, we're gonna start South Box Soho, Soho Box, better call it, and it's gonna be my gym. I'm gonna be here training guys right here, holding classes right here in the Soho, Soho House, me and another trainer. And yeah, come down. Everybody here today, I wanna see y'all. If I see y'all, it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, remember, you wanna go up and down those stairs, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to be able to go up and down those stairs freely, then I advise you come here and start training and get right and get in shape. Because being in shape is not just physical, it's mental, I'm telling you. Everyone, everyone, everyone 
you know, they want to go here, they want to do that, but they don't want to have to do what they need to do to get in shape to be what they need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think That's the most process. important part about being shaped is 95% mental. Wow. It's 95% mental. So before we open it up to the stage um, and I ask questions on the audience, what do you want to leave the world? What is all over for Eric Kelly? What do you want people to remember and the people to take from knowing you or having met you once in your life? What you I, see in your work? I was good, everybody. That's it. You just want to? I was good, everybody. I raised my kids. I got four kids, three day moms. It's tough. Yeah. I live in New York City. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a job. You know what I'm saying? It's expensive out here. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you got to fucking hustle. You ain't got time to say, oh, man, I'm so tired of this one. You ain't got time to do that. Nah, you got to be on your fucking grind. And that's what I am. I don't, I'm not breaking down. I'm breaking through. I'm going to win. If you hear looking at me, you're looking at a winner. You feel me? Yeah, I think, well, on that note, let's give a round of applause for Eric Kelly. Definitely looking at a winner. We'd like to definitely thank Somerset Partners and the Soul House for helping us with this event. Thank you to the compound. Um, and the